On Christmas Eve 1948, somewhere between Wiesbaden and Berlin, a 27-year-old American pilot gazed into the night sky. The heavens were so full of stars, it seemed that they would overflow and tumble to earth in a brilliant display of Christmas generosity and joy. Hal, as he was known to his crew, wrapped his hands around the yoke of a C-54 cargo plane, which was packed with 20,000 pounds of flour. This is the real spirit of Christmas, he thought to himself, as he guided his plane toward Tempelhof Air Base in West Berlin. When World War II had ended three years earlier, Germany and its capital city were divided between the Western Allies and the Soviet Union. Then, in a grab for power, Stalin blocked ground transportation into the city. So, to preserve freedom and keep two and a half million West Berliners from starving, the United States and Great Britain began transporting food and other basic supplies by air. Hal was one of hundreds of Americans who participated in the historic Berlin Airlift, which was called Operation Vittles. That snowy Christmas Eve, as Hal radioed for clearance to land, his mind wandered back six months to the day that changed his life. He'd been standing at the end of the Tempelhof runway, watching the arriving planes, when he noticed several children on a grassy strip just beyond a barbed wire fence. In broken English, they asked about the planes, how much flour each one carried, and whether the airlift would continue. Although the children had been on meager rations, they were more concerned with freedom than with flour. They wanted what Hal had, the opportunity to pursue their dreams. So, for almost an hour, Hal answered their questions before saying goodbye. But as he turned away, one question lingered in his mind. What made these kids different? All over the world, children were known to beg candy from American servicemen. These children had little to eat and no candy at all. Yet, they were grateful for what the airlift had given them. Their gratitude melted Hal's heart. Instinctively, he wanted to give something back. Digging in his pockets, he found only two sticks of gum. From little things come big things, his father used to say. A broad smile crossed Hal's boyish face. Giving so little to so many could cause a squabble, he reasoned. But a quiet voice within him urged him on. So Hal broke the gum into four pieces and passed it through the fence. Without a word, the four children tore the gum wrappers into strips and passed them to the others. 
One by one, each small nose was pressed to the paper, breathing in the minty smell. Never had he seen such expressions of joy and wonder, even at Christmas. As Hal watched in amazement, his mind raced. If only I had more to give, he thought. He had his own rations of gum and chocolate. Maybe his buddies would be willing to donate theirs. Just then, another C-54 roared over his head and an idea formed in his mind. If I could drop candy from the air, he said to himself. He quickly explained his plan to the children. When they asked how to recognize his plane, Hal remembered flying over the family farm back home. I'll wiggle my wings, he announced, spreading his long arms and waving them up and down. The children giggled with delight. Just promise me you'll share the candy, he said. All heads nodded in agreement. But the next day, Hal had secretly enlisted his crew to donate their rations and to make parachutes from handkerchiefs. As Hal's plane approached the runway and the grass came into view, he wiggled his wings and a knot of children exploded, running and jumping in the air. With precision of bombardiers, the airmen pushed the candy out of the flare chute and white canopies floated to earth. The children ran with open arms to catch the treasures. Hal and his buddies were as excited as the children. The thrill of giving was irresistible. Soon they were dropping parachutes every day, hundreds of them. The press caught on, the reports went out, and mail for Uncle Wiggly Wings soon began piling up at base operations. Then Hal found himself standing before his superior, expecting to be court-martialed. But the colonel surprised him. Halverson, he said, General Tunner thinks it's a good idea. Soon, hundreds of airmen were donating rations. Operation Little Vittles quickly captured the imagination of people everywhere. Candy and handkerchiefs poured in from around the world. Hal became known as the Candy Bomber and the Chocolate Pilot. Across West Berlin, children gathered to catch the parachutes and share the candy with each other. And they sent hundreds of thank you letters, like the one addressed to Dear Uncle of the Heavens. Some included maps and instructions. Fly along the big canal to the second bridge. Turn right one block. I live in the bombed out house on the corner and I'll be in the backyard every day at 2 p.m. Drop the candy there. Day by day, the parachutes brought peace and the candy gave hope. The children made friends with their former enemies and their parents' hearts were softened. The wounds of war began to heal. By December, the Little Littles operation had gathered over 21 tons of candy. The spirit of Christmas was descending on people everywhere, lifting them up with the joy of giving.
Christmas Eve, the 27-year-old pilot blinked back tears. The stars overhead could not be more beautiful than the skies overflowing with parachutes, tumbling to earth in a brilliant display of Christmas generosity and joy. His father was right, from little things come big things. Hal in his cockpit pulled back on the yoke as his wheels rolled on to the familiar runway. This is the real spirit of Christmas, to give whatever we have, no matter how small the gift. In that moment, Hal Halverson hoped for the courage to never 